You're listening to Karnataka Coffee Chat. Carnatic music aficionados delight. Hello everybody. You're listening to your favorite show, Carnatic Coffee Chat and this is Deepika. As always we have a celebrity today on our show. We're very happy to have Shrimati Gayatri Venkatragavan talking to us today on Carnatic Coffee Chat. She is a highly popular vocalist in the classical music field and she's been here for several years now. She's also had some great moments being trained under legendary vidwans like Sri A Sundaresan, Shrimati Padma Veeraraghavan, Shrimati Rukmani Ramani and many others. Ah uh, namaskaram akka very good evening and thank you so much for your time. Hi Deepika, lovely to meet you. How are you doing, Ka? I'm really fine. Thank you so much. It's very nice to see the whole place. It's filled with music. Your students practicing, and, <laughs> and the ambience is so musical. It's, it's just great to be here. So I'm sure you're having a busy day today, and uh, yeah, again, thank you so much for your time for giving us your time. And I'm sure listeners of Karnataka Channel are looking forward to listen to you talk. So. Uh, Tell me how you developed the interest towards learning music. You started off really early in your life towards uh, music, and how did it all begin? Uh, mine is um, a typical story where the parent pushes the child, unwilling child, unwillingly dragged to uh, dragged to school. Up, you know, you'd have read in so many poems, just like that. My father was the father was instrumental in my learning music. He was very keen. I believe he wanted his sister to learn the veena, and uh, but she gave it up at some point of time. So he was very particular that uh, I would learn music. So I was named Gayatri after Veena Gayatri. Oh wow! Yeah. So she was a star at that time when I was born. Um, she was a raging star at the time. She was a child artist and she was a prodigy and. Um, Yeah, my father uh, named me Gayatri because of that, and so I I take great pride in saying that because you know I think she's such a wonderful person. She's so spiritual. Her music is so anchored in spirituality. Mm-hmm. That is what I love about her music. And uh, then, of course, I you know slowly I developed interest over the years. I used to have one uh, guru. Initially, he was called Lakshman and Vadir. Lakshman and I remember his his name. But we used to call him Kodavadiyar. In our Kodaya pocket, very Karupu Kodaya pocket, we used to say, "Yen da tapu parnalu Kodaya bitu kuvar." So I used to be terrified of him. But now, in retrospect, you know, I look at his notations and I look at the book that he used to teach me, mm-hmm. and I understand that you know he has tried to put in so much, pack so much into my classes. You know, I, I, I he's not around anymore for me to thank him. So I take this opportunity to, you know, express my gratitude to something like. So that was my sojourn with Kodavadya. That was for a few years, and uh, after that, um, I learned from Raja Lakshmi Nami. She she still lives in Nandanam. Uh, her daughter Anuradha is a popular TV anchor. She anchors for DD. So uh, Mami used to come home and teach us and um, teach me rather teach me. Uh, my brother learned only later. So she used to teach all these small little songs, you know. That even now I sing in my Tukuda session, mm-hmm. and they are, they really looked forward to by people, you know. Sudhananda Bharathiyoda Jankarasthuti, and the Madhuri Lam. She she created a interest by you know teaching those small little, little songs. And the Madhuri Lam Shodi Kurta. That was the kind of uh, 
classes I used to have with Rajalakshmi Nami. Then I learned from she was not well, so I had to move on to Mrs. Padma Veera Raghavan. Uh, Padma Nami, uh, she she is a university. No, it's very sad that people don't know much about her because she was a vainika. She used to sing, of course, and then she used to paint. Wow, paint Mami she worked for PSBB, Shishantri, and once I remember um, she had a Saptaswaram Pati, there was a just Saptaswaram was a topic. I was thinking what would Mami do to create uh, this thing about Saptaswaram? Pata she had painted for each for Sajjam, for Rishabha. Then you know that there is a colour guiding the rag, the swaram. Then there is a bird. There is an animal associated with it. Wow. So all these things, you know, how pictorially she brought it to life. You know, some, that, that Those are my early memories of Padma Mami. And uh, she belonged to Upliyapan Kovil. So she used to take us to Upliyapan Kovil for all the holidays. Wow. And uh, risked the Guru Panamata. <laughs> So, I chindu pova, anga kevin mama kacherik varuva, that is when I got introduced to kevin mama sangati, sangita. Till that time I was a reluctant learner, okay, but kevin mama ketat leendada, in mejamavi, I turned a new leaf and I wanted to learn music in a very serious way and it moved me to no end. I don't know, I was much, I was young at that time, but I don't know what, what moved me about Kevin Nama's music. I don't know what moved me about Kevin Nama's music. And his Kirtana, the, you know, the Padantrama, I don't know what moved me about Kevin Nama's music. was just that music which moved me, moved my soul. So then I took music very seriously. And um, Padma Mami again, she was also not well, so I had to supplement my learning with Sri Sundareshan Mama. Yes. Sundareshan Mama again, Mahavidwan. And uh, you know, if at all, this I, I take this as um, a motive in my life that if I'm able to reach a stage where people appreciate my music and then they come and ask me whom I learned from, and when I'm able to tell these names, I think that's. That is the greatest thing I can do to my gurus because it's very sad. You know that that happens. Destiny it's you know, some people have the destiny to make it big. Some people have the destiny to just be great teachers. teachers. You know? So Sundarishan Mama again, he is a phenomenal guru. Our hours he used to put into uh, teaching and the nuances which he handled. Yesterday I taught them on Kriti Natakuruji, Maya Manacholi, Atlerkara Anuswaram, Adlerkara Jarum, just the different kinds of Madhyamams he has used. These kids, they almost had tears in their eyes when I finished the Kriti How beautiful this is. So Andamadri, he, he used to pack, his music was packed with so much of. Uh, uh, intricacies. Yes. It's very difficult to sing his style basically. So it requires a lot of breath control and it requires a lot of continuity. So that was what you know, Mama's and uh, Trinity, he has worked a lot on rare compositions of Trinity. Uh-huh. And he used to notate so very beautifully. Uh-huh. So in fact all the books that we have published of Mama's notations, we have not bothered to type it out. It's just a scan. I mean, we we photographed his handwritten. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's uh, available in the market, and you know, 
whoever sees it, they are astonished at the way, and he used to write it at one stroke. Wow. You don't, you know, everybody can't do that. You put the pen on the paper and then, you know, it's just like a poet, Madri, uh, and the Sankati is the way he used to, the Sankati he used to imagine in his head. I also had the good fortune of learning a couple of uh, years from Shri V. Subramanyam. Our kid on the Samundi Srinivas, her 90th birthday scholarship, no, scholarship period, I went to him. I learned to just to learn Samundi Bani Bani. That was very useful because that helped me in Kachiri planning. Sundreshan Mama called in Arya rare kritis. He used to like to pack the kriti, uh, um, all concerts with rare kritis. Mm-hmm. So, but you know how that is. That is not going to sell a concert. Correct, correct. So, a concert approach has to be different. Nala, what we have done, what we did, Subramani Mama Kita, that is what uh, I learned. So, and then of course, I continued with Sundreshan Mama till he, his demise. And, uh, Four of us students of Sundarishanama now learn from Padmabhushan Shri, P.S. Narayan Zonayama. Because they are great friends, Sundarishanama and P.S. Narayan were great friends. They, have, they had great mutual regard for each other. Mm-hmm. So the transition has been very easy for us. How do you deal with the you know different uh, styles of mm-hmm. singing? Have you taken the pluses from all the sides mm-hmm. and made a bani for yourself? How difficult or easy has it been to adapt to you know? different styles of music? That's a beautiful question. I've always asked myself this question. I've always wondered what I've got from which party and uh, but I think when I look back and when I listen to my own music I feel Kavian's influence is more than anybody else's influence. Kavian Mama's, Kavian Narayan Swami Mama's influence. Because in a, uh, in a way I'm also influenced by Srimati M. Subhulakshmi. Mm. So these two styles are very similar in their, uh, um, what you call, the accent to Shruti and the accent mm. to Stanis Shruddham and all. So that, that way it's, that's uh, what I've taken from what I've heard and what I've learned. Beyond that, what Sundarishan Mama has taught me is, you know, all those Anuswaras and how to integrate that into how we sing or in a ragam, all the jarus and uh, so uh, I have, I think very, I'm very, very fortunate that I, I got to learn from Padma Viragman Mami, who's Kevin Mama's disciple and then uh, I come to Sundarishan Mama, who's Ramnath Krishnan and Alaravatu's disciple. So you know Ramnath Krishnan and KVN Mama's styles are quite similar. So Mama had great regard for KVN. So I had a So that way, my, I, I've not had a big, you know, what do you call, a clash of interests or clash of styles in a Kerpadla. So I was able to, the transition has been smooth for me. So I think, by God's grace, I have been able to take from all these styles and yes, maybe I am still in the journey but trying to create a Bani for myself. So it, it looks like you've had a very busy uh, you know, childhood and youth learning music. You've been off as you said to other places listening to concerts. Mm-hmm. So how was your schooling? In the- I studied in Holy Angels Convent. So there was no Carnatic music there. You know, I used to sing a bit of Western when I was there in school. and really? I was in the school choir. Wow. So I used to do a bit of soprano for them. Those kind of things. But um, I had a principal called Sister Lina who when I was around um, 14 or 15. That was when uh, she she was a cosmopolitan, you know, absolutely wonderful person. 
so she used to have this all prayer meeting in the church so that was the first time i we had a beautiful we had we still have a beautiful chapel in school mm-hmm. and we used to sing all prayer songs in the chapel and so that was my first few things that are you know carnatic music i could do in school was for those uh, uh, what do you call those prayer meetings that was all that i could do about music as far as school went i couldn't even go and talk much about music in school because i didn't have people too many people right. learning there ipo na fine arts ivlo develop aayirukku deepika i feel this is a golden period for fine arts because every child is learning so there's a lot of you know you're building a rasika base when you teach all these children you know we are building a rasika base so inevitably they will come to concerts at a later point of time because they understand what's going on yeah right so i don't think it was like that when we were learning like mm-hmm. in my generation it was it was still a, um what do you call a small group of people who were right. into serious music and so then i came to etraj college i did my bcom and i did my masters in business economics oh, okay. so i wasn't really going to take up music as a career no that was not my not my intention at all okay so i got married in 93 mm-hmm. and uh, my husband is an ophthalmologist dr venkatraman and we moved on to the south because he did his masters after our wedding and then he worked for arvindai hospital which is his alma mater so i was in madurai in tirunelveli and those areas and i had children soon after my wedding so i i didn't sing at all i didn't sing for about 7 years from oh. 93 that was a big break so after uh, around 97 98 uh, it's my husband who uh, wanted me to start performing it oh, happened yes. accidentally because he he had a patient uh, from nellai sangeet sabha mm-hmm. and so apparently that uh, gentleman told him uh, that he was a secretary of a sabha and then my husband said my wife used to sing so then my then this person had said in a sir past tense use pandrel it's such a divine art you are the one who should uh, encourage her to do it Mm-hmm. then he took it up very seriously and once i started performing again i used to, i know around that area in the south there is not a single festival i'm not sung for wow yeah that was an, a three three year period so i god gave me an opportunity to rework on that mm-hmm. it was in that period that yagniram and mama called me for kantha shashti vidha and krishnakam shubha i was very diffident i said i can't come and sing in chennai i'm not up to that mark Uh, so it's yagniram and mama told my mother you tell her that there will hardly be 15 people in the concert tell her to use it as a concert um, practice session mm. so that is how much he forced me into coming to chennai to perform but that was a turning point and then svk mama of nadengam he gave me a number of opportunities and svk sir of hindu he wrote about it and i don't know it's uh, it just happened Uh, do you remember your first concert uh, performance when was that um i serious first performance with serious pakwadyam with alapana and that kind of concert adukku minadi you know all these navaratri kacheris all those things at a serious concert was when i think kimasina garden i still remember that kacheri um my mridangist was uh, below par or right now he was banging away or something like that i remember that svk mama halfway through the kachiri he brought up some water and gave it to him and he said i don't know what he said then he played very nicely then after the kachiri mama comes and tells me ayena sonne therima ana he said what did you tell him i said unak guru choli kurtha dondi inge vaasikkam 
I remember the kachiri for that. I sang Shankara best thing. Yeah, I sang Shankara for the kachiri. So since then, it's been like no looking back. You know, you yeah. got your fan base and that showed because you've been doing uh, really well. So how do you schedule your practice hours? Deepika, I strongly believe that uh, a lady achieving something is far more difficult than a guy achieving this. Okay. Um, because of the very fact that we have multiple things going on in our head all the time as women especially when you're married and you yes. have children and then you want to take this as a career this is not an easy career it's not like doing an MBA and then going right. and working in an office and earning exactly. a salary then you're done you know for life mm-hmm. you don't go back and start relearning re- going to college but here it's an everyday work right. as a musician you know there's not a day when you cannot think about music or even if you don't think about music when you worry you're worried oh my god you can't paddle you can't paddle that is how difficult it is and you don't have you know a routine also as such it's very like tough to create a routine yeah. uh, being a woman it's you have other things cropping up you have multiple things that you have to do so I think we do a lot of time management uh, I think uh, But I tell my friends also that what a lady, as a lady, what we need to do is, you know, we need to, we need to have a lot of adjustment in our mind. So there's no point in saying, uh, I sat to sing, you know, nobody can disturb me. That's not going to happen. You can create that. Those kind of environments do get created through the, maybe, you know, 15 days in a month, you get undisturbed practice. But there are times when you get just about half an hour, you get about 15 minutes and, you know, bits and pieces, then I, I believe that you should learn to innovate. Mm-hmm. If you get 15 minutes, sing Adha Thala Varnam and sing an Adi Thala Varnam and warm up for your next session. When you get time, again, sit down and sing a Alapana. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I don't believe that uh, um, we get undisturbed time uh, like in a gold platter. So we have to create time, steal time from other things. I don't watch TV. My newspaper reading is limited. I know that's bad, but uh, you know, I, I get bits and pieces of information from my husband. So, so I, I, I don't bother too much about these kind of things. And uh, I don't watch movies. And those are the things perhaps that I've given up so that I can save time. Save time. So, but if I do have an important concert uh, coming up, if it's a thematic concert or something like that, then I like to um, present something new in each kacheri. I, so that is one thing I work on. I don't, uh, if I don't present something new in, uh, uh, then I, you know, I feel, um, let us say, stagnated. So, I try to do that. That was even evident in your recent uh, Bhakti Sangeet, Kacheri, Vindanama, Vida Bhakti. It was very interesting the way you, uh, you know, you dispersed your Kacheri with explanations and it was like a very good link with the audience. I'm and glad you think like that. Really mm-hmm. good because rather than just presenting the concept of uh, Bhakti, it was very nice the way you planned your Kacheri. It was very good to see, good learning experience. <laughs> Thank you. So how supportive is your family, your parents and now yeah, going by what you said, your husband is like the key force behind the... Yeah, he is in the sense that he is very, very particular that uh, I keep my practice going and I keep learning new things and also about the concerts. Be particular, I mean, I, ca- I can't travel perhaps like may- many musicians because I have my family commitments so I plan my travel accordingly. 
but when when I do travel, I I'm not worried about home or you know, those kind of things. They don't crop up, and that kind of support you know mm-hmm. you have. And uh, as I told you again, because we are being a woman, I think we need more support system than yes, yeah, anybody else. My parents, yes, uh, because uh, initially every time I travel, I used to go drop my children off with them. Now they're old enough to take care of themselves, but. Initially. If not for them, you know, I always keep saying, if my mother wasn't in Chennai, I don't know what I would have done. <laughs> so, so uh, what is your take on uh, singer's voice? Do you think it's God's gift? Do you think it can be developed over a period of time through continuous practice? Because as you said, I mean, when you sing something, it sounds very divine to the people who listen to your music so do you think it's totally a god's gift that's a lovely question you know i I've, i've always pondered about this question i think initially yes god you know the the fact that somebody has a sweet voice or a voice that is malleable and something that is adaptable to carnatic music or hindustani music that is definitely god's gift saraswati kataksham chodraya but i think it also has to, can be cultivated mm. we have lots of examples in, especially in carnatic we have lots of example and how people have cultivated their voice mm. over the years and how um, we see so many artists who you know we wouldn't have imagined them uh, being in the top slot now with a voice like that but how they have um, adapted that voice to carnatic music i think carnatic music gives you that advantage oh, so, okay that's that's what i feel you know you've had a, see you've had people like jean sir with that brha sari ram then you've had semguri mama who's always fought with his voice mm-hmm. but he has delivered some of the best concerts that we hear today even today if we want to perform a successful concert we go back to a semguri kacheri mm-hmm. to uh, you know take uh, home a listen from that so we've had that kind of example already set then what we take from that that is you know on I I keep t- I keep telling my students also voice culture is very very important that that is something that is lacking now you know children are learning they want to learn more and more but anchoring the voice it's like I I always believe it's like ventriloquism when you're singing to 100 people you know you're throwing your voice mm-hmm. you're you're using it differently mm-hmm. I'm, when I'm singing to myself, yes. I'm humming. But when I'm delivering to an audience, my voice, I'm using it to reach out. Mm-hmm. So I feel that only with voice culture you can reach out like that. And uh, I feel that Carnatic music la vandu nammalku vandu shruti oda concept vandu we are not so serious. We are not as serious as Hindustani musicians are. And I think but any voice if it's you know bang on the shruti sounds nice correct yes so yeah that's what i think about voice yes it is definitely god's gift and the basic gift god kudukkaradha namba develop pannanum you're tuned in to karnataka coffee chat conversations that you like that you like on the karnataka channel so what do you do a cartoon like because you said voice culture and you know mm. shaping it up is there something specific that you do to take care of your voice i do tea time so yeah i i do tea ice creams 
Yeah, because I, it doesn't accept with my voice. That's one thing I've given up. When I was about 14, I haven't. Oh, wow. yeah. So whenever I have ice cream, then I I heat it up in the microwave and have it hot. <laughs> I I know everybody. Uh, I know I, I've had people saying that there's no point in having ice cream like that, but it's okay. <laughs> the little thing you give up for uh, maintaining your voice. I think it's it, we need to be professional about the voice. More professional than what we are, Carnatic musicians. I have a long way to go in that. I you know we shouldn't be talking much. I've learned a little bit. I talk a lot. So, <laughs> so because you do specific exercises while you begin practicing. Yeah, I do mantra stay for about ten minutes. Yeah, mantra stay, and only then I begin my practice. Mm-hmm. And then I I prefer to start with the varna. Generally, I take either uh, sahana or saviri or those kind of varnas. Which are very, which have a flow, you know, yes. which don't strain your voice. So one, then only then I, I go into anything rigorous. So if you, suppose had a not so good throat, how how do you plan your kacheries? How do you like? Beautiful questions. Lovely questions. <laughs> so, uh, yes, I would uh, perhaps take ragas like thodi. Okay. Yeah, where I can put some more puritam, some more. Um, it's I feel with a rough throat, it's easier to handle. Sa- I mean, thodi rather than saviri. Okay, so now everybody is going to listen to this. <laughs> Maybe we should sing karagharapya <laughs> with a karagharathot. <laughs> I know. Yeah, we need to plan. If you, if your throat is bad, I have sung a number of kacheris like that. I should. I hate cancelling concerts. So there have been occasions where. my i've had bad so throat so i've mm-hmm. managed the concert god's grace it's, it's tough but uh, provided we can intelligently plan the concert so has there been a very special concert of yours or you mm-hmm. know like uh, someone of great prominence coming up to you and appreciating has there been special kacheris like that um Yes, a couple of concerts where my guru Sundarish Mama was there for the kacheri. There was one concert of academy. The year, the eight two thousand. Mama, when did you pass away? Ah, two thousand six seven. Huh? Now I'm going to join. A few years later. Seven, na? Ah, for two thousand six. So what he did was he told me. Ah, uh, uh, he thought up a varnam actually in Bahudari, and he sang a couple of lines, and I said, Mama, write it down. He said, "I'm not going to write it down if you don't promise that you will sing it in academy." I said, "Mama, you write it down and I'll sing it in academy." So we had no clue how the varnam was going to come. Okay. So I was going to submit my list, and I I just wrote varnam bahudari guru esantresha. Wow. So then he sat and wrote the varnam, and I sang that varnam. I still remember uh, he had called uh, Pearson Mama, and he said, uh, "Hey, in varnam parada ni vandudho." I still remember Mama also had come for that kachiri, and. Uh, that is special in the sense that he was so happy about that kacheri there have been a couple of concerts which has i mean moved me or rather taken me to another level like one kacheri we did for uh, it's a special concert on shama sastri for chembur finance so enak vanda all shama sastri kacheris paadradhu romba pidikku i am yeah i am partial to that composer <laughs> Yeah, because my father has worked a lot on Shyam Sastri, so it uh, it gives uh, it's very spiritually uplifting when I sing. 
all Shama Sastri concerts. Um, when I was very young, uh, one of my first stage appearances was a prayer for this um, MS Amma was getting Deenanath Purushkar award that was instituted by Lata Mangeshkar's family. Okay. So, Deenanath is his father, isn't it? Lata Mangeshkar. Sure. Yeah. Hridayanath is a father or Deenanath is a grandfather, something like that. I think Hridayanath is his father. It was only Deenanath Purushkar. Grandfather, I don't know. She had instituted that award, and MS Amma was getting that award. Mm-hmm. So I, um, Shankar Netralia was the host. So Badri uncle, uh, Dr. Badrinath, had asked me to sing the prayer. So I had the number of rehearsals for that prayer. Five minutes can I naaldra koi padeke? But it was that important. Yes. So I, I sang my three bhajata, and uh, after the I sang the prayer, I was sitting somewhere in the concert, and. Uh, Halfway through the concert, Sadashiva Mama had called out for me. He said, "And the Pona, I should go prayer party in the Pona." And he had kept a seat by him. Wow! So he made me sit there and listen to the concert. How nice! Yeah, it's very special. Very special. And when Ms. Mama sang Maithri Bajita, he turned to me and he, with a twinkle in his eye, he said, "Om Pata Pana Pana." Wow! How sweet! Yeah. Wow! I mean, that was very special. You know, yes. he need not have done it. Mm-hmm. That shows how great they were. special moments now with that so you have uh, like yeah i'm sure you have a lot of fans across the world but do you have certain people who regularly come to your concerts like one staunch follower of yours do you have people like that i'm sure you do but uh, are there people like that yeah. Yeah. yeah so so what do they come and tell you like post every kacheri um they have yeah i do have people like that they follow my kacheris and in and i i get a very nice feedback from them because they listen even somebody listens to every kacheri of yours then they know they are able to compare then they are able to tell you uh what suits me and what i can you know perhaps choose for another concert and stuff like that those things are it's really it's a, it's a women's help of somebody especially if it's a knowledgeable rasika hmm. this uh, there's a rasika friend of mine called uh, raja shivaraman now he is in uh, palgar he was in mailapur so our on the not my kacheri any kacheri he listens to he cannot forget the list any concept any concept so he is like a walking encyclopedia any time you know i i i'm trying to draw out a list for one sabha and then i call him and i say i'm planning thodi you signed that in 90 uh, 2003 uh, <laughs> so that's that's the kind of memory he has and uh, because he's listened to a lot of music his inputs are very useful mm. yeah so and uh, i've been fortunate that my gurus have been able to come for a number of kacheris of mine so which is very nice mm. very blessed yeah sometimes it's very scary but uh, i know for one sundresh mama used to terrify me there there was one uh, concert in which he wanted me to sing koniyadi nanapai and uh, he wanted me to sing it in a particular pace and i had taken it in a different pace and i still remember how he indicated to the mridangas because i wasn't looking at him <laughs> He called the Mirdangas and he told him, "Ille abrina." Halfway down, I suddenly realized something was going wrong, and then I turned to the Mirdangas and said, "It was your guru who told you to do that." Yeah, but yeah, as you said, great people. You know, they've been really sweet and yeah, yeah. They, just their intention is so good. They wanted it to be perfect. You know, they have a sense of perfection that they want us to reach. So I don't do that in your kacheri, Sunapurna. <laughs> 
So how do you uh, you've sung for dance productions also? Very few, oh, Deepika. Very very few, but they've been very special. I did it uh, last year for Cleveland, Cleveland. Uh, and then I I did one show with uh, Gauri Ramnarayan uh, where we did it. It was called Peacock Blue, and uh, it was premiered in Karnataka actually mm-hmm. for the BSU for the Bharat Sangeet Utsav. And uh, in that we did uh, it was all about Krishna. So it was lovely working with Srijit and Ganjana. They were the dancers who did the production. And last year we we did a major Ramayana ballet for um, Cleveland. We did that uh, mainly because of the composers involved. Navini Santanagopal and um, Sir he did two of the Kandams. And you should see what a brilliant composer he is. It was really enjoyable because what ultimately happened was, um, according to the people who came for the opera, the dancers were also very very good. Mm-hmm. And so when the music, we are not dance musicians, so yeah. we were able to give a different perspective to what we were doing. Um, turned out very nice, very well. I don't know if I'll be doing such a thing again because it requires a lot of time and energy. Right. But I enjoyed it. You're tuned in to the Karnataka Coffee Chat. Conversations that you like, only on the Karnataka channel. How challenging was it or how was the process working with because it, it involves as you said a different kind of setup to same for dance productions, you know, unlike your regular uh, kacheri. Mm. So how was that experience? It wasn't a proper um, what do you call that margam. Uh, I did right. a margam for Radha auntie. But that was not very difficult because I, I had a number of rehearsals with her. I was very particular, so that was okay. It was a short one and a half hour because I'm not reg- I mean I don't do it on a regular basis. It was okay. It is uh, challenging because you will have you cannot. Uh, what ultimately happens is even if you change the sankati, that disturbs the artist. Correct. You know they want the same kind of sankatis because they've planned a right. movement according to the sankati. So that way you have you need to be particular. You need to. You know, you can be creative, but you need to be creative at an earlier stage, not on stage. <laughs> you need to think that up way ahead. Yeah. So, how do you handle reviews? Do you read reviews first place? <laughs> I used to. <laughs> Religiously. Uh, see, I am here today because of the reviews. I that I have to tell you. You know, there are... Uh, there have been occasions where even I've been stunned at the good reviews that I've had and that's helped me a lot in my growth and it has helped me gain my confidence as a concert musician because it was a rather late entrant into concert platform. So reviews I think are a must but it is it depends upon the artist on how we take it even if there's a negative review then I think um, if, if we can take home a point from that it's fine. Otherwise, I don't think we should let it upset us. Mm-hmm. We know what we are headed at. We know we are aiming at something particular. I think we need to just keep going. I don't think we should let... Um, uh, maybe it is... Um, maybe there is a point in the review that you can take home. There's a positive point that mm-hmm. you can take home and you can work on. For instance, there has been one review like that. Once in Hyderabad, I remember I had sung... Uh, uh, Gauri Manohari and the Karagarapri on the same concert and oh. of course it was well well placed away from each other uh, but once I started my Karagarapri I realized uh, you know I've already handled Gauri Manohari in the concert but then I was vain to singing the Ragam so I just carried on but the review had caught the point so yes 
when somebody writes something like that we have to take it in the right perspective yes you need not have been in this in the same concert there's no harm but as when you're looking at the listener they've come there for with you know with an expectation we can't feed them with the same kind of ragas it's not fair on the listener and uh, i i am one person who believes that when you're on stage you're answerable to people who have come to listen to you Mm. I think we have to take them into consideration. I cannot say that I I'll sing what I want and you please come and listen. No. I I I don't believe. I know I know there are views like that, but let me be very frank. I don't believe that. I don't believe an artist should do it also. So someone who's sh- practice is different from concert. No, no. What I mean is you need to keep the audience in mind. That's also there. Yeah. You're you're responsible for that. Otherwise, you can sit at home and sing. Correct. Take your tambura, sit at home and sing. Yeah. When you come on stage, you you there. Okay, I I'm a person who also believes that you should not call Carnatic concert an entertainment. I hate that word. When somebody says entertainment, I get mad. It's not entertainment. It's far beyond that. It's so elevating. You you cannot put it into that kind of a word. You know that kind of a there there. uh you know any synonym that has to do with entertainment it's far far beyond that so i believe still that when you're coming for a kachiri that ha- it has to have a package you know mm-hmm. there you need to entertain mm-hmm. you need to uh, spiritually elevate right. you need to be spiritually elevated and you i feel that it, it is an experience it has to be an experience every time i don't think it's like a penance I don't think we should, we can uh, decry it by calling it an entertainment. Mm. So I I at that in in that perspective I feel that we have a responsibility towards the audience. So and um, I feel so there there you know these are checkpoints. You have mm. these columnists or you have your rasikas who come back to you and they say why did you have to sing this song today or why did you take this ragam in the afternoon. And then you know when people come and talk to you I think you have to take some points home and work so when you said that you try to do something new every kacheri uh what is your take on creativity how do you think it can be enhanced mm. or how do you work towards that manudarman yes because our sangeetam is 70% manudarman mm. especially what we do on stage so manudarman to me is um again i have some very strong views about manudarman if i can share it for instance my guru always believed that when i sing a ragam the ragam has to lead into the kriti that is going to follow mm. okay so he would ask me seri todi ni paadra ni vandu 40 nimisham todi paadina ni vandu todi complete panniduviya can you exhaust todi in 40 minutes can you exhaust todi in 2 hours can you exhaust todi in 2 days strap us yes every raga is an ocean by itself so he would say my sundreshan mama's concept was if you sing a ragam for datsu kovalena mm-hmm. you sing the ragam for emi jcp mm-hmm. you sing a ragam for jc nadala mm-hmm. each todi will have a different flavor that's what he believed i may not be able to do that every time because there are sometimes you go through a ragam and then you, know, you feel some of the song may be appropriate mm. but at least you know there's no point in singing something so dramatically different from what i feel there should be a flow in the concert mm. it's, it's very personal it's very very subjective but nothing like it if you you know if an artist can do it right like mm. have uh, make the ragam sound 
very unique to that khadi which is going to be following mm. my vadya used to do that so beautifully even the swaram or the nerval i and again nerval i have very very strong views on nerval i don't like taking a line which doesn't have a full meaning and that is what everybody does again i am very particular about the meaning that i sing again and again so i and it has to be positive or it has to be very uh, spiritually enlightening or it should have and the krithiyoda essence wonderful since nadachi nadachi eduthundona i would prefer to do it at putami suta sahayudaiche purnuni atmaramuni judera so there tyagaraja swami is saying what is the point in walking to ayodhya again and again or sitting and doing japam if you are not able to understand that purnanana atmaraman he is inside you he search your soul first that's what he is trying to say so uh, it it reflects the entire that's what he is trying to say in the kriti so i'll be very happy if i can take that as a line so i, I everybody does this i mean every it's what we learned from periva there's nothing new that we are doing but i have these strong views about i wouldn't like to i mean call me hyper traditional or whatever <laughs> but i don't think i'll change my views on these things so you make sure that you know the meanings before you go on stage even if it's like mm-hmm. just learn kriti yeah uh, yes languages it will be great if musician knows telugu and sanskrit but uh, when in case you do not know the language then it's always better to refer to people or refer to books and yes definitely we should know it enhances the bhava mm-hmm. concept yes. So how do you find time to teach your students they've been giving i don't know amazing uh, things they were telling great things about you <laughs> very friendly cheerful easy going happy but at the same time a very tough person when it comes to music and mm. your perfection is one thing that they've constantly referred to so i was a teacher students despite being so busy again uh, teaching students Uh, my husband has been the inspiration again he is the one who felt that you know i should take up students couple of them mm-hmm. teach them seriously um because he felt that uh, i bought bani i have learned i should be able to you know give to posterity at, at least through some youngster so i enjoy teaching really i wow. think i'm like my guru if not for my performances i i really enjoy teaching it uh, enhances our learning so whenever i'm teaching i i am learning in the process because i'm able to think up there is a young uh, kid i'm teaching okay from chicago she asked me a beautiful question the other day the the perspective these children have some of these students have it teaches us so much you know it take home so many points i was telling her about the greatness of all our composers and i told her about patnam subramanian and the trinity and i was telling her uh, about uh, ramnapuchi shrinivas engar and she heard the whole thing she said gayatri auntie i have a question said, what is it she said how come there are no ladies no women musician women composers in the composers that is yeah i mean it's never as done you know oh my god this kid she see that's what you learn and then yes. i told her about meera you know i had to save the situation <laughs> i told her about meera and i told her about uh, how she had to break away from tradition to be the composer she was and all those things 
and I was telling her about women emancipation and I told her how those days even ladies were not allowed to put thalam in their not thalam at all because they were not allowed to touch the thigh to put the thalam so ladies thalam illama paadi in the period and that is the time when DK Patamal and uh, Ms. Amand all came into the MLV Akka how wow, what an inspiration she is when, when we were talking about Manodharma she is one big inspiration oh my god how she sang the concerts she is phenomenal really Anyway, so uh, I was telling her about all of them and I was telling her, uh, you know, given a chance, <laughs> ladies would have composed, but <laughs> they didn't give them a chance. <laughs> so but these are the situations. Yeah, these mm-hmm. are the, you know, the students have perspectives and they, it really helps us. Mm-hmm. So when I'm teaching them, sometimes, you know, I realize that I have been uh, splitting the word wrongly. And uh, it helps me when, I, uh, when I'm teaching, then I realize there's no point in taking a breath in this particular place. Mm. so those are the kind of things that is very helpful and uh, i i take very few students and they are also they also know that only when i have time yes. they can come so they have to learn to work on their own and they do they come for all the concerts it's very difficult to catch up with and yeah. as as busy as you are so so yes they they come for concerts and they are on the tamburan so they mm. have a learning experience on stage and mm. i i've been using um, I've been asking only my students uh, to play the tambura for a long time now so that it it gives them a perspective from stage. Mm-hmm. So yeah it's lovely teaching. Though I wish I had more time for it. So do you plan your kacheris or is it impromptu on stage? I do plan, yeah. I plan Deepika. Uh I like to plan rather. Some of them are impromptu. Yes, I do make a lot of last minute changes. I don't plan a day ahead or anything like that. But uh, my biggest inspiration comes when I'm driving to the concert venue. So do you drive to the concert? Oh, rather when... Yeah, sometimes I do, but whenever my husband is driving me or whatever. No, because I heard from my students that you are you know, really passionate about driving and you really yeah, like yeah. it. So I was... Other <laughs> Yeah, I like driving. I'm surprised when you said that you drive to Karchi. Some of them, yes, some of them. Wow. Yeah. On the flip side, my husband doesn't know because he, he's, he's, what he's worried about is you have a problem and then you can't leave the car and go to the concert. Right? You cannot let that happen to a concert. That's what he's worried about. Anyway, so my husband, my mother always looks. She says, Nivanda, go to Thambaram and drive from there. Because <laughs> I always tell my, it, it gives me, you know, at that moment, everything comes together. <laughs> that much oh. that little bit of kind of planning i do okay i won't go sit on stage and very rarely i do that i do mm. change a number of krutis according to maybe the audience or uh, maybe the pakkavadyam uh, my, what my friends want sometimes somebody on stage wants something yeah. or some, we go to the venue and somebody is already singing the ragam correct mm. stuff like that so are you this very adventurous sporty kind of person you do very adventurous things when you travel abroad yeah I, I i i when i have the right company okay yeah so last time i went to san uh, san francisco i climbed the mission peak wow yeah that is something <laughs> my yeah. god i was like you staying in with you know like very grounded but it's such a huge thing yeah it is yeah, so. it is lovely really lovely i like i i do like traveling and looking at different places and that's what i keep telling myself i keep telling them as musicians we are so fortunate if you're yes. able to work on it if you're able to reach a certain degree of perfection then uh, 
look at the kind of places you are able to visit the kind of uh, people you are able to interact with it's a very exalted position so no doubt about it um it's it's great being a artist the kind of recognition that you get the kind of affection that people shower on you it's lovely being an artist so like many a happiest moment you know in your lifetime has there been a happiest moment on stage anyways either musical or non musical that mean there have been moments that i really cherish uh one of that is when i went to visit uh, msma once mm-hmm. and then uh, vijay shivan had to meet to visit her and uh, he told her madri avu paadlaama apdina she has already heard me once or twice but aathla personally paadina nanadrana so after i sang aatma uh, mama and uh, vijay stepped out and then she called me close to her and i remember how she fondled my hair and she said onuko ilaku ore madri shurutamudi and then she kissed my forehead and i remember i didn't want to wash my face for this <laughs> yes i was really blessed Yes, she is still like I I hear from everybody the same thing about her you know mm-hmm. whoever has passed her in their life they have the same they she, they say she, I was very special to her you know it's one thing being a musician it's another thing uh, for a person to get a um, compliment like that and mm-hmm. like that everybody would like them yes everybody adored her and she was so special to so many people yeah visiting her personally was really one of my very special moments you're tuned in to the karnataka coffee chat, coffee chat. conversations that you like only on the karnataka channel besides music what do you do in your leisure time i mean i'm sure you have not much leisure yeah, time i don't have much leisure time i i i might here after because uh, my children are growing up and so yes i i read i, I read a bit um that's kind of coming through Yeah just by listening to you talk I was guessing that you read. Mm. So not as much as I would like to. Yeah, I used to read a lot. I was a voracious reader but now I don't find that much because when I if I sit to read or if I do anything else and I'm feeling guilty that you know I know I'm taking stealing time from my practice because that is a challenge by itself sitting and finding time to practice and keep the performances going. I read a bit. Yeah. I used to love gardening so whenever i have time sometimes i do that so what's been like your the favorite book or the favorite author i like this music room uh, by namita devi dayal i know okay if you come across it you must read it i think every musician should read it it's about kesar bai uh, one of the greatest uh, hindustani exponents who like my guru has never seen the light of her the concert hall probably mm-hmm. you know she had performed when she was young very similar story mm-hmm. to my guru i i i i could just um did i give you that book did i give you that book you must read it so beautiful she still lives in bombay i hear mm-hmm. it was inspiring you know absolutely inspiring um that was that was one book that i found I'm also reading the book on uh, GNB by uh, Ram. Okay. Yeah. You must be knowing Lalita Ram. Mm. Yeah. Our book Parichindrake. He has a flow about the way he writes. So I I'm finding that very interesting. Oh. So again that is in connection to music. 
So you're all Maybe. about music. <laughs> because uh, i try i read fiction now and then but um, i like agatha christie and, okay but uh, then i that's why as i told you i feel yeah. guilty if i sit and read when i when i when i know i could work on any music at the time so i'm sure like while you're traveling or even otherwise you listen to a lot of music so do you uh, Or will you be able to pick out on specific singers saying these are my favorites? Mm-hmm. Or I listen to a lot of Kimi Narayan Sonimana's music and Demisana's. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, I should have asked besides Kimi and Mama. Ah, yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I listen to a lot of Emil uh, Viamma for her Manu Dharma, and um, I listen to DKG Mama like his music a lot. Then uh, among the later on, you know, Ramana Krishnan, of course, is a big inspiration because he's also my guru's guru, Paramaguru. Yeah. I listen to him, and um, among the I li- I go to Kanchiri's often, Deepika. As so long as I have time, mm-hmm. it's just for the past few years that my children have been in high school and mm-hmm. uh, kind, so I have not found much time, but. I do listen to a lot of contemporary musicians also. Mm-hmm. I go to a number of concerts. So your children come to your kacheris. What do they tell you about your concerts? Hmm, they come to my kacheris, but um, I think it's more my students who come to my kacheris. <laughs> <laughs> so, so they both learn violin. And, okay. Uh, they they are into something very different. They they both debaters and you wow. know, so. So I think that's a gift from you. I mean, the the art of speaking. Ah, uh, I don't know. We <laughs> <laughs> <I> know. <laughs> But I'm just telling you whatever I mean. I mean, I I'm just comfortable talking to that. So like, I don't think I'm a great speaker or anything. I just say things that come to my mind. <laughs> நடீன <laughs> என்ன <laughs> 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 we have to put ourselves first because responsibility is that we can expect results mm-hmm. from the performer's side or from student's perspective i think we need to really really work on our shruti songs and the importance we give to shruti mm-hmm. importance we give to shuddha sangeetha mm-hmm. that is where hindustani music is scoring over us correct so if we are able to do that then i think uh, listening pleasure will be more and it will be very nice if le- children who are learning now also have a strong spiritual anchoring mm-hmm. i feel that's very important um 
you know i'm not trying to say that it has to be deity based or it has to be um you know generally the greatness of music how much of uh anchoring it can give you we are able to derive that so what i find is mechanical ah padindruka or scientific ah pendrukku theoretical ah pendrukku so and the bhavamo and the depth oh i feel we are missing out life in the music na ah, so yeah that's what i feel we are missing out on it will be great if we are able to incorporate that right at the student level you know mm-hmm. each child if if we are take it slowly you know ipidila namak kattukave illa yesterday i was telling uh, my students when i learned the same mayama natakurji kruti i i i finished it i recorded it for them and i told them you know i kept asking them if they wanted to go further or they wanted to stop mm-hmm. with the anupallavi they wanted to learn the whole thing just for one line of the pallavi we students used to go from here up to nanganallur to mama Right. you know just for one line or two lines he won't teach us beyond that that's that's how we learn the pace that pace is missing in our learning the pace mm. is missing in our lifestyle so i feel that is reflecting in our music also mm. from the audience perspective mm. what i would like changed i would i would really appreciate if they understand that when they come to a concert they should understand that each musician has given their life into them correct they don't come there and perform with just uh without that effort mm. so every musician has something different to give mm. so i would really appreciate it if they come to the uh, auditorium without any preconceived ideas if they are able to take each musician as they are nam epdi manushal eduthukrom uttara namba we meet a person and then we we don't know about their qualities if they can come to a kacheri like that then they'll get something new in each kacheri mm. and it'll be very nice if that respect can go towards the way they sit in an auditorium mm. so if they have to shift they have to go to the or go out for some reason or they have to leave the concert midway it'll be very nice if they can place themselves in a place where they don't disturb the concert simple things but will have an impact I've heard a story where um, one great musician was singing a kalyana kacheri mm-hmm. and he had just finished a, a big kalyani and uh, somebody from the audience got up and he said edo or paatu ad paadungu I believe he said back up oh god and then everybody was shocked and he said na evlo kashta pattu kalyani devate inge kokati veche nee avlu thalliyute அப்படின்னு ஸோ அவ்வளவு சீரியஸாக அவெல்லாம் இருந்திருக்கான் அந்த காலத்தில் ஸோ இப்போ வந்து அந்த மாதிரி நம்மளும் சீரியஸ் பர்ஃபார்மன்ஸ் ஆர் நாட் லைக் தேட் லிசனர்ஸ் ஆர் நாட் லைக் தேட் ஓ கேன் லிசனர்ஸ் கம் தேட் வெரி ஆஃபன் ஐ ஃபைன் ஆடியன்ஸ் மெனி பீப்புள் ஆர் டேக்கிங் எவ்ரி திங் ஃபார் கிராண்டட் ஆர் வி கிவிங் டூ மச் டூ ஆஃபன் டூ ஃப்ரீ திஸ் இஸ் அ கொஸ்டின் தட் கீப்ஸ் கம்மிங் டு மை மைண்ட் வெரி ஆஃபன் so it will be very nice if the audience can do that you know if they can place themselves in the aisle if they want to leave midway and uh, again taniyavarnatham bodu ennandu porudhu or raham bodu pesardhu they can uh, you know uh, taking so much more from a kacheri if they can relax totally in a concert yeah and and focus rather than playing mm. magazines or you know yeah you can see that right that is also happening yeah 
or texting mm. you find that i find quite disturbing somebody texts and then they pick up the call and they think they're not disturbing others but you know it's happening mm. even when you're going to listen to kacheris sometimes you just don't want to go to kacheris to listen because you know you're getting disturbed by mm. others mm. you don't want that to happen and from the that's one thing and from the organizers point of view uh, you know many organizers are making headway into this for instance karnataka is doing a great job because they are trying to present mm. our classical music with that kind of a packaging mm. that's very important the way we package um so and the organizers also if they can understand what's going on if they can treat artists mm. better i'm not i'm not generalizing yeah. i'm sorry if, if it sounds like generalizing i know there are organizations who are absolutely wonderful the way they handle artists mm. the way they treat artists but on the flip side there are still um loopholes that we can mm. tie up uh, it will be very nice if they can uh, have lesser number of kacheris mm. and uh, alternate artists and you know the pay the remuneration will be better the yeah. way people are handled will be better this you know lesser of taking things for granted mm. will go a long way that can happen if sabhas can integrate mm-hmm. like what's happening now there are two or three sabhas coming together and mm-hmm. that way that's a very very nice move mm-hmm. i think we should do that in in your case in your formative years you you know you've learned the art for arts sake and you went had performing as a goal or no you've never had that in mind you enjoy classical music and you've learned yeah. that but you can find many students now having Uh, you know like say two years and i have to hit the concert platform and things yeah. like that so how what do you how do you uh, what would you suggest to uh, students like that and parents more so like that what would you tell them it's very nice to have goals in life you know i i sometimes think that if i had had a goal in life my mm. way of learning would have been different mm. i've been very fortunate okay and uh, i've been very fortunate to learn the things i've learned and to think about music like this without uh, as you say a, a career in mind but i i would um, seriously think that uh, parents who think that every child can become a performer you know it will be very sad if parents go into that kind of thought process all children who are learning music cannot become performers performer performing gurdu it's different mm. learning that it's different teaching that it's different yeah. it's, it's so there are uh, mm, children you know if they learn in a, at a relaxed pace it will be very good for them mm. it's a double edged weapon deepika actually it's good to have goals but it's good to have um, reasonable goals <laughs> So, perform but பண்ணணும்னுக்கலாம்ல so and the madri avalla panirka avalla number we were not doing 1% of that now in this fast paced world yeah. but it's inspiring to just listen to yeah. all those stories so i mean uh, 
the students have said and even otherwise you have known you've always come through as a very happy person so what's <laughs> what's the story behind that or or are you just by default a very happy and cheerful person <laughs> i don't know thank you for saying that mm, maybe i've had a very happy childhood <laughs> you know i've had a carefree childhood and not bothered me as i told you there was no pressure except that my father expected me to keep working and Maybe I had this nice way of escaping all this lot. Always a smile like I even on stage and off stage you have this you know very warm smile all the time on your face which is you know very nice. Not many people have that right it's kind of uh, you know very blessed to come across someone who's very pleasant. I uh, maybe I don't have any uh, baggage in my mind. Mm. I'm very happy when when I you know I, I, I I'll I'm very happy to see anybody very successful or you know I'm, because I've been out of the field they become mm-hmm. and uh, it's given me a different perspective you know when I was not here I was not here for 7 years mm-hmm. and I know when I was sitting there and reading all the reviews I knew I could have been here that kind right. of a feeling but uh, then that also taught me to disassociate myself from the field and think about it mm-hmm. so I enjoy where I am and I enjoy other people's cultures No, maybe my parents have to thank for making me a happy person. My <laughs> husband. So, um, I mean, what is your idea of success? How do you define, you know, being successful? What is success according to you? You're asking me is a difficult question. <clears throat> <clears throat> success is it? Again, very relative. Yes, very, very relative. Uh, I don't think of myself as successful. I think of myself as very fortunate. I think I've just been very blessed mm-hmm. with the kind of uh, childhood I've had, with the kind of family that I've got married into, and my students. You know, they're all so affectionate, and. Uh, I am all artists, you know. All my accompanists, they've been so nice to me. I've been very blessed. I, I, I wouldn't call, you know. I think I, I would like to say that my best is yet to come. At least hope so. So, I don't, I don't, I don't think success. Uh, yeah, very, it's very, very relative. I'm, I'm very fortunate. And I hope I I continue to work this way. That's what I. That's my prayer to God. So, what do you plan to do in the future? You have specific goals now, or you want to do something innovative? What are your thoughts on that? I would definitely like to learn a lot more. You know, there are so many yeah. kritis uh, my guru has noted that I'm yet to even touch down on. So I'm taking it slow now because I, I, you know, now and then a sabbatical it helps me to sit back and think and learn and um, lots of pallavis that I I I've been working on and there are uh, you know I uh, I would like to really work on new things yes not away from tradition. that is very particular about that whatever in this firmament of what i'm doing so far i don't think my music will dramatically change over the years or like i don't see myself changing that way 
because i think music again is a reflection of what we are mm-hmm. yeah but i i feel that uh, you know i would i there are some wonderful masterpieces that i have yet to sing on stage mm-hmm. working on all of them to polish them to sing on stage is a lot of learning to so some quick favorites of yours your favorite destination there's so many <laughs> okay so you can say a couple of them amma's place wow, wow. <laughs> that's a favorite destination really is i i like to go to shriranga in a kurumba pretty because every time i go for a kacheri early morning i leave for i go to samayapuram then i go to tiruvanika then i sit there and sing jambu pate go to akilandeshwari sanadhi sing akilandeshwari and then i come to shriranga rangana pate and now i i did attraction is there is a beautiful tyagaraja temple there in shriranga so i go to that temple wow yeah i like going to shriranga Your favorite food? Favorite food is um, dosa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was thinking about dosa. Dosa, thank you. And uh, and I like um, a nice hot cup of chai. Oh wow! <laughs> so, is there like a specialty dish that you make? I make. Um, Yeah, I I make pulao uh, the kind that my daughter She likes. She makes nice dates, Rasam. Ah, dates, Rasam. Ah, Maure, did you chip kalu? I never heard of this before. I make some food though, but no, it's very simple. <laughs> wow, that's my mom's recipe. <laughs> okay, so your favorite road that you always loved, right? ஒருத்தன் <laughs> 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 my husband comes in late uh, after roti so yeah so yeah day use the day, day. Well. Wow. <laughs> okay so uh favorite color because i know that you sell like real good sarees so yeah thanks <laughs> what's my favorite color she doesn't like black she gets all the colors blue but i think you look really good on black pink uh, yeah pink. blue and i don't like black for stage yeah. ஒரு <laughs> 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 Even Annu choose for you. Oh, that's my wife. I'm not sure. They'll come up with something not for the record. Yeah. They'll come up with one color which I hate. I say, yo, I don't know what I'm doing. 
and then after three years I started liking that sari. <laughs> wow, it was very beautiful color. You picked it up in Kumaran's. Man didn't like it finally. It was some kind of magenta with a navy blue. Me and mommy went and got it for man. She went to her. But then initially she didn't like it. After two years, suddenly she started liking the sari. ஒரே <laughs> 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 Jazz concerts, I've heard a couple of them. I've been to this uh, Monterey Bay Jazz Festival once. Mm-hmm. So I've heard a couple of concerts there. And uh, I used to listen to Cliff Richard when I was there. That kind of music. Melodious. Mm. Yeah. I haven't been exposed. Hindustani, yes. A little bit of Gulam Ali. Okay. Gazelles. Okay, so... Assume you're a brand, what would your tagline be? Music elevates. Wow, very interesting. So, uh, what's your take on Karnataka's initiative like this? Trying to stream Karnataka music 24-7, you know, on an online platform. Karnataka has always been, you know, one organization which has always worked towards, as I said, enhancing the face of Karnataka music, what we are presenting, the way we are presenting. Um, I've always thought that uh, um, Sashi Kiran's initiatives into the way he introduces artists, even in his festivals, mm-hmm. and the kind of themes he comes up with, it's always, he gives you a homework, he makes you work. In fact, this... Um, Navaveda Bhakti he had asked me to do last year mm-hmm. and so somehow I slipped out of that and this year he, he put it again and I said oh you're, you're not going to let me go Sashi but the, but it was very useful I, I was able to sit and work on that I, and this radio initiative is fantastic if we are able to catch the audience yeah. through radio there's nothing like it if we're able to provide music that way Um, because Carnatic music, as I told you, it's such a wonderful system which has not been presented in the right platform mm-hmm. so far. So we are able to do that. It'll be fantastic, and I'm sure Carnatic, whatever they do, they you know they're successful. So I'm sure this will be a fantastic venture. Very good. So thank you so much, Akka. It's been great listening to you talk. Thanks Deepika, you made me think with a number of your questions, <laughs> wonderful questions. I'm sure all the listeners would have loved listening to you, you know, as much as they like your music. So much about myself. <laughs> no, really I, wish it was, I hope it was not boring. Not at all, not a bit. It's, it's really interesting catching up with you. So thank you so much for your time again, Ka. Thank you so much, Deepika. Karnataka Coffee Chat, behind the scenes of the Karnataka world.